0: Excellent, we're now live, awesome, what's going on people, welcome back to another live Q&A on the Facebook group, something just clicked up here, Um, no announcement or anything, I just decided to go live because I'm not sure when I can go again this week, but we will be recording a full podcast on the Rugby Muscle Athletes Facebook page, we'll be here for around 20 or so minutes, I would like to have gone a little bit longer, took me a while to set this up and I'm hungry and need to eat a couple sandwiches before I get going this evening, so I've got some questions already lined up, but if you want to ask any of them live on the Facebook page, I should, this new software, look at this fucking logo by the way, this new software should be able to pull up any questions that you have on the Facebook group live, and then I'll be able to answer them straight away, those will get, uh, not exactly priority, but they will get answered as soon as I see them as we go. Otherwise, You guys have already asked questions, and you have to ask them to join the Rugby Muscle Athletes Facebook page, so I'll be getting to those. If you're listening on the podcast, just type in Rugby Muscle Athletes on Facebook, and then you'll be able to join the group and get access to these live Q&As. We try and do them once a week, and as you've been noticing relatively recently, that's what I've been doing. So I'll get to the questions now, but before I do that, I do want to give a shout-out to Ben Hodgson via Apple Podcasts in the UK, who's given us another five-star review. He said, I haven't really found a podcast which compares for direct and rugby-specific training. Recommended to a number of people and would also suggest listening to a lot of the old episodes. I I wouldn't. like Me and Alex just talked shit for a lot. (laughs) No, they're good podcasts. Um, I'd suggest listening to a lot of the old episodes. There's a bunch of great info there to help people adjust... They're training for the better, but if you're smart, you'll jump aboard the program system. TJ prepares. He's talking about Team Rubby Muscle that you can pick up right now for um, thirty nine dollars a month over at rugby-muscle.com forward slash team. I'm also taking on a few Rubby Muscle Elite one on one clients. If you're interested in that, or if you're in, if you're listening to this and you're just interested in anything Rubby Muscle, we've got three free giveaways. We've also got how you can work with me one on one, so that I can take care of all of your training. All of that good stuff can be found at rubby-muscle.com. You can also find your way there through the Facebook page if you just type in "Rubby Muscle Athletes" on Facebook. Now, without further ado, let's pull up the questions for today. Um, once again, you can only ask, or you can only ask these questions on the Rubby Muscle Athletes page, and you can only get access to the Rubby Muscle Athletes page if you ask a question to get in, because if you're looking for tips, inspiration, etc. I don't think that really helps. Um, There's a reason that we're not getting in better shape even though we've got a million more Instagram uh, accounts that are trying to inspire us. More on that another time. Let's get into the questions. First off, Andrew Rudd asks, thanks for adding me to the group, TJ. I'm Andy Scumoff playing for a small club in Dublin. I would like to know what are the most important things to work on in a gym during the season if you're limited to two. Even sometimes just one sessions a week. The reason I ask is sometimes I find myself spending ages in the gym wondering if I could be getting more benefit from shorter, snappier session. So, this question's rather layered and let's see if we can break this down. Firstly, you what you can work on really does depend on the amount of session or actually what you can work on specifically is completely dependent on where you're at with your training career and what you want to achieve to become a better player if you're someone that's very very weak or very small for your position uh like but you're already really fast you've only got one session a week i would suggest trying to work on your strength trying to work on hypertrophy if you're already a prop that's in you know that's holding their own in a scrum that's big enough strong enough to hold your own in a scrum and do your job in a ruck in contact situations then obviously you're going to be a better player from being able to just get fitter get around the park a lot more so therefore you would be doing fitness for that session maybe low intensity just to get the uh, aerobic benefit up or maybe you do high intensity intervals it depends on where your training is at so in terms of like What you should be working on that isn't restricted by the amount of time, you know. It's not like, oh, you've only got one or two sessions a week. I guess we can't work strength or hypertrophy. It just means that we have to do more in those sessions. Now, how you would then subsequently break that down from the sessions that you have is a matter of, you know, what are the minimums that you want to work on? So you've already figured out what you want to work on. Now we're going to try and see. What you need to do, if you can, if you can fit in like five to ten sets of strength work um, per, I'd say, I'd say five to ten sets of pushing, five to ten sets of pulling, five to ten sets of lower body movements. That's your very, very, very minimum. Um, and then from there, you can try and. Move up, move up, move up, move up and see how you recover each week. So if you've only got one session a week, the biggest problem that you're going to run into is that you're going to have to put so much effort into that session that you can't have a short, snappy session because you've got to be able to put in enough work over the week, which is reduced to one session. And be able to then recover from it, particularly if you've got, you know, it depends when that session is, right? If your session is, you're only, you can only make it in on a Monday. Let's, let's, let's use a typical example. Most people that are in season usually decide that they can, they train with their rugby team Tuesday and Thursday. They play on a Saturday so they can only make it in the gym. On a Monday and a Wednesday, they would rather have Friday to recover for their game. Now, I would immediately say, what about Sunday? What about Friday? We would try and get in some like lower intensity work on those days, um, power work on the Friday to get you ready for the Saturday game without causing too much fatigue is a good idea. Hypertrophy or strength work on the Saturday, on the Saturday, on the Sunday after a game can potentially be a good idea, particularly depending on how you've recovered, how intense that game was. But you're already being Like pretty trashed from your game on that Saturday, you might as well just dig a little bit deeper and then start your recovery process on that Monday. All good options, but we've decided nope, we're not going to train on the Friday. We've decided we're not going to train on the Sunday. We are just going to train Monday and Wednesday. Now you're looking at well, how how tough are your sessions on Tuesday and Thursday for rugby? Because if they're really difficult, then it's very you know you would have to again sort of hold back a little bit on how much strength and hypertrophy work and how much high intensity work you can do because you kind of want to save yourself not just to perform at your best on the Tuesday and the Thursday for your training sessions, but to be able to recover from those sessions with a decent enough uh, amount of gas in the tank to then play your game Saturday. So you can see, as I'm just like slowly answering this question, there are a lot of layers that are at play. Um, And so it's not a case of what, you know, Again, and as you'll find out as you listen to this podcast and you listen to these Q and A's a lot more, Andrew, that um, it's just a lot of this stuff becomes very individual. It's why I do one-on-one coaching, and it's why I say that the you know the programming that we we put in place with Team Rugby Muscle is is there for you as a rugby player, but you've got to be able to adjust and make some s- small adjustments on the fly as a player. What's up, Saul? What's up, Bobby? What's up? Who, who's the last person? Let's tick this like button here. Damn it, this Facebook man is just very... I don't know what, it, what it's doing these days. Oh, it's now trying to make me record another live video. That's that's brilliant. Sorry, whoever that last person was, I couldn't say hi because Facebook just spaced out on me there. Let's go back. Anyway, going back to the question. So, <clears throat> we, we we've established that... Essentially, if you've got two sessions a week only to w- work on strength and fitness, then you're going to have to do quite a lot of work. Now, um, you could, uh, like, ideally, you want to work on, you want to pick a fitness or a training component and work on, or maybe you can work on one to three, maybe, um, fitness components and strength components. So maybe you're working, like, you can work one to two. Realms of conditioning and one to two realms of strength, power, hypertrophy, etc. I wouldn't do too much more than that. And then, even that, you're going to be limited because you've got upper body pushing, upper body pulling, you've got arms, legs, shoulders, um, chest, back, you know, camp, and when we're talking about legs, you've got hip dominant, knee dominant, quad hamstring, glutes um, you've got high velocity so you've got so many different things that you need to do that it's be- you're better off just picking a few things that you want to work on and work on them both on the Monday and the Wednesday, I'd work quite higher volume on the Monday with just knowing the fact that you're going to it's going to push you quite hard and then you're still not going to be fully recovered for Tuesday and if that that could be an issue for you as a player because maybe you've got a Tuesday session where you've got to <clears throat> perform at your best because you're trying to get your spot to start on that on that Saturday. I know that that was a thing that really was a difficult, difficult uh, situation for me to wrap my head around because my most intensity, tr- my most intense training day as a as a back row would be Monday in the season, but I had um, five other back rows that I'd have to compete with in order to make the team on the following Saturday. Right, and so if I wasn't fit enough you know if it, not it wasn't i uh, wasn't fit enough it's just that i wasn't um prepared enough or, or ready enough and fresh enough to perform at my very 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 best on those tuesday sessions which means sometimes i'd be not at the at the front of the the pack during the fitness sessions which means i wouldn't get picked for my team so i'd have to pull a little bit back from my training sessions on the monday or on the tuesday morning to say look i'm you know because your coaches don't care Your coaches aren't listening and saying Oh, oh, okay, you're at the back of the c- crew But that's because you've been working in a gym Yeah, alright buddy And they're giving you like a little casual, sarcastic wink So, all these things to bear in mind But I, I would push a little bit harder on the Monday If you've got that situation that I've just described Maybe put it a little bit back Maybe push a little bit harder on a Wednesday But then really pay attention to your recovery On that on that Thursday and that Friday Now, this then also comes into effect, where, as to whether you are trying to increase weight or lose weight. If you're trying to lose weight, that becomes difficult because then you've got to really make sure that you're eating enough on that Wednesday, Thursday, Friday to um, be fueled enough for your game, and then you've got very less, you've got uh, a lot less opportunity to be able to lose that lose that weight and be in a calorie deficit because you've only then got what. Sunday, I wouldn't really try and push a deficit because you're trying to recover from your game Saturday. And then you've got Monday on Tuesday, so you've got two days where you can really try and diet hard. It's just, you know, so really, really layered question, really, really, really layered answer, I'm afraid. Now, if you're talking about shorter, snappier sessions, yes. If that allows you to be able to do more sessions, absolutely, I would go for that. You know, I'd rather take two 45-minute sessions or even... I would so say we've got 3 hours total that we can train, right? We can either train 1 hour and a half on mon- on Monday and an hour and a half on Wednesday, or you can train 45 minutes in the morning on Monday, 45 minutes in the evening on on Monday, 45 minutes in the morning on Wednesday, 45 minutes in the evening on Wednesday, or maybe you can even spread that out so you could do training in the morning on on all four, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and you can train 45 minutes for all of those days, you've done the same amount of volume, but now it's spread over and now you can work a lot more quality. You've got to think that if you've already been in the gym for one hour and then you've got to do your conditioning work, that conditioning work is going to suffer. Whereas if you've got one whole separate session for your conditioning work and you're going to do that in, before your Tuesday or Thursday rugby training session, that could be a really good idea to spread it out. Now, um, as a scrum half... You know, acceleration work, core work to get down on low and to um, be able to push your passes out is a really is something that you really need to work on. Aerobic, as with all rugby players, is something that you need to work. But really, if you've only got one or um, two sessions a week, yeah, you're going to have to spend quite a bit of time if you want to improve. Now, if you just want to maintain during the season, then, yeah, it doesn't take too much actually maintaining muscle. And if you go back to some of the previous podcasts, you'll see how little is required to maintain a, you know, maintain your strength, maintain your muscle, maintain your fitness, how much less you need to do just to maintain it versus trying to improve it. Yeah, so Ian says, what are your thoughts in doing Tuesday and Thursday a.m. sessions with training in the evening? I think I've sort of answered that question here. It would i think it's a great idea i i I, if you can train um all across the week in the morning i think that's a better way to do it and you know that would that would be the ideal i would say that if you could train tuesday and thursday your most intense sessions in the morning That's your your best scenario because then you can really push hard and you'll be recovering and you'll you'll be okay for your Tuesday, Thursday evening rugby sessions as well. But then you can do Monday and Wednesday a little bit lower intensity and that way you've got your high intensity on just Tuesday, high intensity on just Thursday, and you've got Monday, Wednesday, Friday to recover, get back and and still work, do some quality work, but it doesn't have to be a high enough intensity or volume that's really going to, you know, Dig you into the ground and mean that you either number one can't improve or number two can't recover um perfectly for your games on Saturday. I think I've I think I've spent long enough on that question. Because particularly considering I said I was going to go for twenty minutes, I spent I think I spent over fifteen minutes on that question. Actually, how long have I spent on this question? It should say on the Facebook page. Yeah, 15 minutes or so. So we're going to move on. We're going to move on to Ruben's question, which he asked on the group, and we've we've had a bit of fun with that question, and a lot of us have answered it. If you had to only pick five exercises to do for the rest of your training days, what would they be? Uh, Let's see what I put initially. So I I, um, essentially tried to recover as much of the base as I could. So I said Bulgarian split squats. A lot of people went with squats and deadlifts and stuff, and I... I'm very much against this because, yes, they're good movements. But what if you're if you've got one knee that's bad, or if you've hurt yourself, or if you're, you know, are you going to do sets of fifteen or twenty on squats? Because fuck that! sets of fifteen or twenty on deadlifts. Ugh, they're really not adaptable lifts. Yes, they're good. They're good to go heavy and good to feel, make you feel that you've got a good workout. But the more I've got into my training and the more I've got into my coaching, particularly for you rugby players, the more I've realized that the squats, the cleans, the deadlifts of the world, they're great and they make you feel really strong, but they're not as useful as you would think because you're, as a rugby player, particularly in season, like you're getting beaten up all the time. Um, You know, three times a week if you're training full contact every time, even if it's just one time a week in the games, like you're getting the shit beaten out of you. Even if you're a physically dominant player, that's going to cause you a lot of... um, Cause you a lot of fatigue, and then you're the only way that you're going to improve is by doing heavy barbell back squats or even light barbell back squats, but you're doing lots of reps. It's a lot of wear and tear on the body. And, and damn it, this makes me sound like an old man, you know. Oh, oh you know, you, you shouldn't be doing all that hard stuff, you should make it easy, but it's true. It's, it's about get an economy of the movements that you're doing in the gym so if you can do splots of hell you know you can still go heavy on split squats you still can go heavy relatively on lunges um but you can also go higher rep on those things you can also control the tempo and you can also do a shit ton of them without systemically fatiguing you as much as the heavy back squats and whatnot would do the other problem i wanted to say with this question is that it's it's um it's very like it's. I get it. It's just fun, but there there is no one exercise that anyone should do. There is no one exercise that um, everyone has to do or, or that is perfect. There, are, exercises are just tools, and there are so many different ways to um, skin a cat. Right? Is that the phrase? Yeah. There's many different ways to skin a cat. As many different ways, many roads lead to Rome. And every single exercise is just a tiny, tiny, tiny tool that you can use that would be great. But there are so many different others that rather than look at what exercises to do, you should be looking at what exercises are available to you or what. No, you should first off look at what are your goals? What do you want to achieve? And then you look at what suitable exercises you can do in order to lead you towards that. That's why... um, a lot of the athletes are in Team Rugby Muscle a lot of the athletes that I've been doing one-on-one coaching with have actually had their best results since not having gym access because it hasn't stopped us all that, mean, all that has meant is that we've had to adjust the um, you know the equipment available to us But that doesn't mean that 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 stops us from getting our goals. And that doesn't mean that that stops us from reaching whatever we were trying to achieve. It just means that we've got very few tools available to us. But we can still use the tools that are available to us. So our body weight, you know, if we've got park, if we've got access to pull-up bars, things like this. If not, that's fine. We can still do sprints. We can still do so much and i think this is something that comes from you know instagram and youtube and and just in general like oh this is the exercise that you need to do and that just doesn't exist and also i think when you then look at um this is another problem that we have this question is if you look at the top five exercises that means that you're looking for you know jacks of all trades right so um things that you know like we'll talk about heavy squats well that's going to build mass it's also going to get you stronger and it's also going to build explosive power etc 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 but it's also if it does all of those things it means it's not very good at all of those things um jack of all trades master of none is the phrase and and that really 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 does apply to um exercises you know the squat is very can have potential to get you faster um as an athlete but it also is nowhere near as good as sprinting it has potential to put a lot of tension through the muscle and and build up your posterior chain and build up your 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 quads but compared to a leg press that you can do a lot more sets and be significantly less chronically fatigued Eh, it's not going to help you anywhere near as much um it's also good at what, what else could we say? Oh, it's, it's a good ab movement, right? And and I've I've been a big advocate for saying that. Like I, you know, you don't have to do too much in the way of abs if you're doing real heavy squats. Well, actually, if you're doing really good bird dogs, if you're doing leg raises, if you're doing um, different setup variations, if you're doing this plank variations, those are going to shit all over squad uh, squats for your abs. And so, rather than trying to look at a few exercises to do a lot of things. Look at what you're trying to achieve and the very very best exercises very most appropriate exercises for you to achieve those results ran over, but if you want to contribute <laughs> that question somewhere a little bit lower on the facebook uh, the rubbing muscle athletes Facebook page um, how long have we got so we've got five more minutes or so not quite. But we'll, we'll we'll keep going. I've twisted my arm. I'll answer one more question. This one comes in from Adrian. And he says, as an athlete, what kind of reading or study materials are best to better understand the relationship between nutrition and its effect it has on your physiology? Any great recommendations, reading recommendations? Yeah, the muscle and strength pyramids are probably really good. Um, s- start for the... Athlete as a person, just to understand everything at a base level, and I think that's the most important thing. You got to understand that as an athlete, you're just all you're trying to do is get the best results from your training, and the muscle and strength pyramids will explain how you can get the best results from your training, but also your best results as a human. You understand that you're a human first, right? Before anything, you want to perform your best as a human. Once you understand that that's the basis of like 95% of nutrition. You know, like that's what most of nutrition is concerned about, Is getting you performing as best as a human Which means you're going to be a lower a lower body fat percentage A higher muscle mass uh, percentage You want to be stronger, you want to be fitter You want to be, uh, the, all of those things is just being a better human, right? Then we can talk about, oh, I'm, I'm an athlete as well So I need to perform high intensity stuff And that that's just a fraction of the top percentage Of, of where nutrition comes into it and, yeah, it's there, but if you're ignoring the 95% for the sake of trying to get better at this, your increase in your ability is going to be very, very, very limited. So, yeah, I, I'd look at that. I'd also look at the uh, if Physique Nutrition Crash Course video series that you'll find at rugby-muscle.com. If you are listening to this later in June, you might also be able to check out our free macros guide giveaway. Um, that's in the works for our uh, rugby muscle athletes so if you're on the facebook page i'll be posting that up later hopefully by the end of next week that'll go live for you to be able to download your macros that you can put into my fitness power and try and aim for in terms of getting a better diet but that doesn't help you understand your physiology which actually gets me into the second point about about all of this is uh, it's you're not you know you're trying to understand what you're doing to eat better but really the focus should be on the execution you're not uh, your nutritionist it's not like um you know if you go to your doctor and you get your bloods you don't need to know what every single one of those scores means and if anything like that's that's not what you're trying to focus on you're just trying to focus on what he says are bad and what you need to do to get better same thing with nutrition you don't need to understand the krebs cycle or, or uh how to you know all, all these different intricacies of uh neuron firing pathways or or, or how um, fats and how ATP, ATP, ATP is converted from glycogen all these sorts of things you need to understand the base level because that's dif- that's difficult enough and then you, under- you need to understand your psychology of how to get that base level to work for you it's all very well knowing uh, the precise amount of carbohydrates that you need and the precise amount of fats that you need but if you're sat there and then you're looking at a really tasty you know if you've got poor habits and you're eating a, a, a McDonald's and you're just you know you can't turn yourself away from ordering a pizza on a Saturday night and you're forty pounds overweight you don't need to know further details of what's going on in your physiology you need to know what's going on in your psychology in order to stay consistent with your diet in order to reach your goals um, I think you really rather than understand the relationship between what your food does exactly inside your body you know to fuel your your gain. Um, to fuel your performance, you want to understand your, your relationship be- for between food and your mind, like how it nourishes you as a person, what it makes you feel on in your brain, what it makes you feel psycholo- psychologically, how you rely on food when you're tired, how you rely on food when you want to be social, how you rely on food when uh, you're interacting with others. Um, and so you know some people it's it's also why and uh, Bo I'll get to your question right now um like, as part of this question it's also why I don't actually have a go-to breakfast if I'm training early in the morning I will just have a shake and I will uh, take it with me to the gym or at the minute I'm taking I'm getting up having a coffee walking a dog and then I'm making a just a small shake and then I'm taking it to the park with me to do my morning workout, or I'm just keeping it with me as I go for a quick run to warm myself up. Um, but I essentially am training fasted because I'm not I'm not pushing. You know, I'm only training for less than an hour ish, and I don't need to fuel myself. Like I've already eaten a shit ton of carbs over the day beforehand, and therefore my liver is full of glycogen, my muscles are full of glycogen. I've got enough energy to get me through that session. Um And so therefore I'm not going to start to flag. If if my training session was like two hours plus of real high intensity work, then maybe I'd have to look at something else. But, um, you know, and that helps me psychologically rather than have to get up earlier, be tired. Um, you know, stew over my day. What have I got to do for my training session? And, you know, I end up pushing my training session further and further and further back. Well, maybe I'm just really tired because I've got to wake up in the morning. Costs me at night because then I've got to go to bed earlier. Um, all these sorts of things. It's it's not a case of the, getting the perfect physiologist, but again, you know, good enough physiology with a psychology that you're unable you're able to stay consistent with. No one that's got phenomenal results have got them because they've done everything perfectly. They've got phenomenal results because they've done um, good enough for a really long, extended, consistent period of time. So that would be my uh rationale to answer that question that would also be my answer to my go-to breakfast on early a.m training morning go-to late night snack that isn't very bad i pretty much i have a smoothie bowl before i go to bed about an hour or so before i go to bed so i'll mix up uh, 100 to 200 grams of blueberries uh or or frozen berries i'll put a banana i'll chop a banana up oh sorry i'll mix the blueberries Sometimes with spinach if I've got it around. Sometimes with zucchini. Sometimes with avocado if I've got fats available for the rest of the day. Um, a shit ton of ice. Um, sometimes I'll use that Jello uh, pudding, cold pudding mix. Sometimes I won't. It, it varies. But then I'll put in a, a scoop or so of my vegetarian protein powder. I'll put in a, sometimes a scoop of whey or so. Um, yeah, depending on what I've eaten during that day. And then I'll sprinkle on top. Um, a little bit of cereal uh, Depends on what I've got available to me to get that crunch if I've got I put a banana on top I'll put some berries on top, and then I'll eat that um, Take the dog out for a walk and then that will start my winding down routine for the for the evening So an hour or so before I go to bed that's and remember bad isn't bad is or isn't bad is the wrong question to ask for nutrition there is no good or bad food there is just what you have available to you to fuel your goals same thing repeated over and over for training same thing for diet it's what do you want to achieve and then how are you going to go about achieving that now with that in mind we will end this podcast here i said i was going to go for 20 minutes it's looking like 28 minutes it looks like we're going to be uh, close to 30 minutes to finish this podcast thank you so much for watching on the facebook live not sure when i'm going to go live again but this will be on the podcast if you are listening to this on podcasts at a later date go ahead and give us a five-star review you can check out any of our free stuff at rugby-muscle.com subscribe to make sure that you'll get in these one to two episodes coming to your newsfeed every single week for all of the best information on how and how you can stay consistent with your training in order to not only get a better appearance not only to physically look better but perform better on the rugby pitch manage that with all of those issues that we've spoken about in those in that first question with rugby training um, rugby socialization and just regular life people hope you enjoyed that one and i'll see you guys in the next one all right thank you so much for listening if you enjoyed that episode of the Robbie muscle podcast then i've got a quick little request and a potential prize giveaway for you if you do said request all i want you to do is go to apple Podcasts and type up a five star review just your general opinions of the podcast would be great feedback but also helps us reach higher rankings, get more exposure, allow me to attract more guests and devote more time to developing a better all-around podcast experience for you. All you have to do once again is go and give us a five-star review on whatever podcast service you use, let me know that you've got it, and then every single week I'll be selecting one review to give away a free prize. That free prize will be either one free month of Team Robbie Muscle, that's our world-class strength condition program app delivered directly to your phone, Or if that doesn't interest you, then we've got one free consultation where I'll go over your training program, your nutrition, and advise you how to best plan for your goals. Even if none of those things interest you, it's still doing me a solid and helping the podcast grow by going and giving us a five-star review. There's no real excuse. It takes like one minute and that helps the show out exponentially. So I'd really appreciate if you could do that. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'll see you in the next one.